Edward. Zachary. Edward. Where are you, Darren? Uh, well, you can't see, but I don't have any pants on. So there's that. That's nice. Nothing wrong with no pants Fridays. Yeah, you know, I kind of figured nobody's at the house, not working. Would that be a weird thing? Like, you know how they have casual Fridays at work? What if they had, like, no pants Fridays? Okay, so, I mean, like, you still have to wear underwear, right? Of course. Yeah, so you're not naked. And most men, now that I found this out from, you know, all you assholes, uh, most actual men wear boxers. And so they're basically shorts. They're just super short shorts. Right. Uh, don't get it twisted. I didn't wear tidy whities I wore regular boxers, not boxer briefs. Fuck all you guys. My point was, <clears throat> is that they cover just as much as a swimsuit. I mean, it's a little different for women, I think, in an office setting to not have pants on. Why? It's just like a bikini. Right. No, it is. I, I agree. Um, but I mean, if Tiffany wants to wear her lace panties to work on Friday, well, hey, guess what? I mean... So then, okay, so Tiffany wears her lace panties on Friday. Are you going to be able to walk around with no pants on? I mean, it's going to be a challenge, but challenge accepted. Well, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm going to have to have the strongest waistband in the history of the world because I'm going to have to flip this thing into my belly button. Well, and then you got the stuff like the boxers with no buttons on them, right? Like, oh, it slipped out. Sorry. <laughs> the open fly boxers. Yeah. So you gave me shit about wearing like normal like flappy boxers and then you're going to talk about boxers i don't know what else to call them like boxer briefs obviously are form-fitting but like regular boxer i don't know what do you call it just regular boxers i guess i don't know i don't wear them well right that's what i'm saying like i don't know what to call them so but then you resort back to the ones that don't even have a button so what are those those are like 50s boxers that's ballers on a budget boxers i don't know what they are but i don't ever have anything to where it's just gonna flop out that's weird But uh, anyway, it'd be, it'd, it'd be a weird day at the office and you're walking around and there's some donkey dangler hanging out of his boxer shorts. You're like, damn it, Steve. Yeah. Hey, can you like wrap it around your fucking leg or something? Jesus. Jesus. Hey, we're going to need you to get those reports done. Well, I can't. I'm distracted by the snake in the room. Well, yeah. And then like on Friday, like if you're your boss is trying I mean, I couldn't do this, but if your boss is trying to get you something, get you to do something and you just like whip it out onto the table. Like on accident, right? Like not, you're not pulling your your underwear down, but it's like you what? just lean, you just lean against the table and it's just hanging over, you know. And Moving like, on. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure it's going to bite me. I don't really know. I don't know we're, that. That went down to down to. All right, we're, we're done with that one because that yeah, just that's like, exhausted. We're done there. So, uh, I hate to say it, Zach, but um, you're going to prison. And you're on death row. You've you've served all the way to where the governor said it's time for your execution. Instead of a last meal, you get a last movie. What's the last movie you're going to watch? Holy shit. That's a good question. Oh, it's like, would you want it to be sad? Or would you want it to be like a really shitty movie? And be like, God, fuck this place. <laughs> um... I don't know. What's like the longest movie in the world? I don't know. One of the last Avenger movies? Schindler, Schindler's List? 
That's a horrible movie. Like, Avatar. I mean, it's, it's a great movie, but like, it's yeah, Avatar. Okay, so now we're talking about movies. Isn't Space Avatar, Jam, LeBron James. No, that's I never even saw that. But Avatar isn't Avatar just Fern Gully with real people? Sure. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure I was drunk when I watched Avatar. I don't know. I like. Mm, I mean, my favorite movie is Top Gun. So. I don't know if I want to watch that before I die. Probably something with titties. See, that's where I'm going. I'm probably going to find a porno. Like, I think? yeah, it's it's got to be like that. Would probably be the only time you have ever watched the entire plot develop in a porno. I would try to submit a, a review on like IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes before I go. <laughs> what? That's not allowed. You're going to give you a fucking internet time after that. Shit. I don't know. It's 2022. I don't know what happens in there. They got cell phones and shit. Well, yeah, they have cell phones because somebody smuggled them into their ass. You know, actually, I've heard that they use drones to like drop shit into prisons now. Mm, wouldn't surprise me. I mean, it makes sense. It's remote controlled. You really can't track them. So. All seven of y'all listening, uh, find the comment or posting on our Facebook page. What's your last movie to watch on death row? Let us know in the comments so we can uh, laugh at you. Well, what's your movie? I told you a porno, but no, but like what? Oh, I don't know. I would just be like anything but gay. And I'm not against gay people. I'm just saying gay porn is not my thing. You don't like lesbians. Ooh, I do. Stone it out there. You, you can have a rainbow flag. You know, you can support gays. You just watch the girl versions. It's not a big deal. Yeah. It'd be sad if I'm like, just pick a porno and it's just like some 1970s, like. That'd be a lot of bush. So much bush. Hey, bushier the better. Do you think that, you know, like men enjoy female on female porn, right? Lesbian Mm -hmm. porn. Do you think that girls. Enjoy boy on boy porn, guy on guy porn. No. So my research has shown that <laughs> women like watching more lesbian porn than they do heterosexual porn. So why is that? I wonder. I don't know. There's I mean, just I'll be about totally honest. Porn. Like the male, the male body is gross looking. You know, I mean, you just have this weird thing sticking off the side. Like women are so. Obviously, I'm a heterosexual man, so it's completely not fair for me to be making these comments, but it just seems like the female anatomy is more aesthetically pleasing. Well, think about it, all right? So how many times have you heard of a woman, a wife, girlfriend, or friend going with a male counterpart to a a female strip club, right? It happens more often than it does for a female wanting to go to a male strip club, right? I don't know. I, I, I have heard those stories more, right? But I do know that women go to strip clubs where males are flapping their thing around. I have yet to meet one female in my life that has gone to a male strip club on purpose or has been like, you know what? Tonight we're going to see some some different dick. We're going to the male strip club. I've never heard that, right? I've heard chicks tell their boyfriends, guy friends, husbands, whatever, hey, let's go to uh, Legends tonight. Let's go. And when they go. Shout out to Legends. Yeah. They go <laughs> and they 
they just love seeing the women, other women's bodies. And whenever they're like dancing or whatever, they compliment them just like they do their girlfriends or whatever. Right. Yeah. There's something about it. I don't know, but like, I'm not, I mean, I agree with you because if you think about it, when you watch like Lesbian what I've porn. heard of, like, you know, runway shows, it's always women. I don't usually ever see men modeling things. I know that there are men models, man models, men. Mo- I don't. I know that there are there. You know, they're out there. I retired, but yes. Well, I was going to say clearly, I have a face for radio, so that is not my profession. But I know that those guys exist. But typically at fashion shows, it's all geared towards women. Um, so you you've sparked a question in my head now. All right. Okay. You're fired from your current job. The only job available for you to do from here on out is to be an on-call male stripper for nursing homes. Feel like would, you do, would you do it? 100%. Like full-blown naked? Yeah. Grandma seeing some ding-ding. Yeah. I mean, as long as they're not, as long as they're not you a little me. sweater for it. Yeah, I don't care. That's fine. I don't care. I mean, I don't think my wife would like it, but hey, it's, I gotta it's pay paying the bills. the bills. Exactly, I gotta put food on the table. Right. I gotta put my my. I gotta put food on the table by putting my uh, my uh, Vienna sausage and some gummy bear faces. Gum- so I don't know a, say that, but you know what I mean. A disturbing question came up, and that wasn't disturbing to, enough. If we have to, we can bleep this section out. No, never. Um. So. You have a son and a daughter. You actually have two and one. Yeah. But would you rather your son grow up and being gay or your daughter growing up to be a slut? Okay, yeah. So I would much rather have my son grow up to be gay. Yeah. Um, I don't know why that would be such a hard question because I just feel like Clearly, you want your kids to respect themselves, right? And I think some of these, like OnlyFans, I, I don't know. It's a big fear when you have a daughter that eventually she just becomes a pole, like, like on the pole. You don't want that, right? You never want. And you say that out loud, and then it's like we're being demeaning to people <laughs> who make a lot of money. But you know how it is like as a father you don't want your daughter taking her clothes off for money that's not cool well i mean being a slut's not taking your clothes off for money that's just going around and banging a bunch of dudes i guess right oh you mean okay i didn't realize that you meant just like being easy and just giving it yeah up. just just getting it whenever she wants well i look once she's 18 she can do whatever she wants obviously but I don't so, want to hear about it. Flipped. So some people that were asking that question, people around answered they would want their daughter to be a slut. And then the follow-up question was, okay, she's a prostitute now, but you have to be her pimp and you get no cut of the money. You have to organize all the hookups. I want no fucking part of that. All right. So flip the script. Would you rather your son be a slut or your daughter be gay? daughter be gay obviously i mean that's because look i i have a fear that one of my sons will get somebody pregnant at like 14 and then now i have to freaking start over and raise another kid i don't want to do that shit (laughs) fuck them kids man 
we're everywhere today. We're on death row. We're on well, no so Fridays. We're talking about asking people questions at work. You posed the question to me. What do you think about people clipping their fingernails Ugh. in the Dude. office? Hold up. I said using or clipping their nails. All right. I have first hand experience of people clipping their toenails that's, at work. Okay. So that's a bridge too far. It, that's I, disgusting. Like your shoes, your, your shoes, shoes, your shoes should stay on your feet. Coming there should from be the no who, reason why your socks come up. Okay. Stop. So you can take shoes off, but leave socks on. No, I'm just saying that if you happen to take your shoe off, your fucking your sock better stay on. It's it's very disturbing because I've heard people with my back to other desk cubicles, whatever you want, work areas, yeah. and I hear the clipping, and it's loud. Everybody knows that sound. Like the yeah. moment you hear it, you're like somebody's it's unmistakable. Chopping. That's true, right? And it's very disgusting to me because one, there are people that don't wash their hands. Believe it or not, people, I hope I'm not the first one to tell you. And if you're one of those people, they don't wash their hands. And so now you're going to go ahead and start clipping your fucking dirty fingernails in an area that's used by multiple people. And you're just letting this, oh, I use it over the trash can. I don't care. That is nasty. That is something you do at your house. I was going to say, so where do you do it? At your house? You do it at your house. Okay, well, so and then you, you fling them across the room like a normal person and let the vacuum clink pick it up. See, that's gross. I'm joking. But as a person who has nail clippers in my desk, gross. I have like not brittle fingernails, but I have trouble where I like rip them and break them and stuff. And so, you know how you ever broken one like right in the middle no. and then it leaves like a jagged edge, so then you're fucking catching it on everything? Nope. Okay, well, I have them for that reason so that I can, like, even them out so that way I don't catch it on things. Take some biotin and get a manicure. I don't care. Don't be clipping that shit at work. Fuck all that. But The word man's in there. It's okay. So then you don't do anything at the office that would be considered gross? Um, Other than some conversations I may have. Uh, Conversations don't count. So I know... Since, you know, we were roommates in college, I know you are probably one of the most gassiest humans I've ever met in my life. I've actually grown up from that, and I'm not gassy anymore. You make it sound like it was a condition you just had to mature to get out of. Well, when you're a baller on a budget and you're eating anything that costs around 10 cents a serving, yeah. True. I mean, I didn't have that problem, but yeah. Um, So then it's disgusting to, uh, you know, rip ass in the office. Yes, there, there's a time and place. Of course, you do it in the restroom like you should. Okay. Now, are there people that just willingly just cheek flap everywhere? Absolutely. Right. And they think Ripping it's funny. Off air biscuits and people's right. company. And, you know, of course, just like any other fart, it's funny at times and this and that. But if you're somebody who just sits there and it affects the crowd around you to where they have to get up and leave, that's a problem. Okay. Well, so is there an etiquette like, if I pull up, so say we go to the restroom, there's only two urinals. Don't put your hand on me. Well, I'm not going to touch you. That's, that's okay. That's another thing. If you put your hand on me in the bathroom, we're fighting like right then and there it's going down. And if you look over the divider, leave money on the counter. Whenever I wash my hands, please. No, I don't even need that. Just, if you look over, just go, 
Nice. That's all I need. Or a giggle. You know, I'll know where I stand. No, I don't want you to giggle. Fuck all that. (laughs) We're going to fight. Hey, little fella. If I pull up next to you and I rip ass right next to you, I mean, is that that normal? It is what it is, man. Okay. And then, okay, and then are you a person that if you're taking a piss and some dude in the stall is just like, Letting that toot trumpet fly? Are you like cracking up laughing at the? Absolutely! Urinal? Oh my god! Because the the uh, acoustics in the bathroom make it sound so much worse, and especially these people who I don't know what you eat at lunch, but you pee out your ass, and it sounds like a waterfall of shit falling out, and like there's grunts and moans and praise. Like well, I've never heard anybody grunt and or moan. But I think that I would fucking die. If You've never happened. been in a, a public restroom with multiple stalls and you hear somebody go, uh, uh. never, not oh, one. I've goodness. heard the most thing that I hear is like the breathing, right? When you know when they're concentrating and you hear them, they're there. Like I hear that. And I don't know if it's like somebody's trying to get comfortable, they got a bad prostate. Like I don't know what it is. Right, like I don't know if they're shitting out like shards of glass. Like I have right. no idea what's going on over there, but it sounds like they're doing Lamas so they can get comfortable and just relax. But golly, so and then I just I think it's funny. I don't know. I think it's funny the habits of some people in the bathroom. And then like you'll you'll see other people. Like you're walking in, and you know how like the gaps in the stall, like you can see straight through them. Oh my gosh, yes! I walked into the bathroom the other day at work, and I swear to God, like I wasn't looking, but like you know, you it's like any normal bathroom when you go around, like the stalls are all right here, and like me and the guy in the stall, like we made on eye contact, and it was one of these, <laughs> <laughs> and it was like. We didn't plan it, obviously. It was just natural, and it was like, yeah, I can clearly see you. Might as well acknowledge it. I swear there are people that sit in stalls, and they look through that crack just for that moment, (laughs) and it's the creepiest thing. It's about as creepy as if they were just leave the stall door wide open. Right. like That's how I feel. I feel like, you know what? There's an inch and a half gap between the door and the wall. Fucking leave it open. Whatever. Let's have a party. (laughs) Just start talking to them. Hey, how's it going in there? Everything you know, good? You know, some countries, they don't even have dividers. It's just open. Some of them are just fucking holes. Isn't that weird? Going medieval time. I like it. Yeah, I mean, supposedly, you know, the, the squatty potty? You know what no. that is? Nope. Okay, so the squatty potty is basically a glorified uh, step stool. And so when you're sitting on the toilet, you put your feet on it so that it elevates your feet so that you're in a like a more conducive position to you know evacuate your bowels i like it well so they did that because apparently when we were like living outside and living in caves and shit that's what we did we didn't sit on a seat we would just squat down and you know shit into a hole and so that's the idea in these other countries they just have a hole in the ground and that way you know it actually helps you out i don't know nice but yeah, the that's your fun potty. fact for the day. Yeah, Squatty Potty. You can find it on Amazon, I think. Click on Zach's link and you'll get 25% off. So I, I brought all that up, though, to talk about slowly my my second favorite podcast. You ever listen to Joe Rogan? No. Okay, well, I listen to every once in a while. I listen to 
like guys that I've never heard of, but the the topic intrigues me, or like people that you know celebrities that I remember. And so there's an episode that came out a couple of weeks ago, maybe it was last week, I don't know, and it's Stevo from Jackass. Mm-hmm. He's on there. And uh, oh, by the way, did you know that Stevo does stand up comedy now? Yeah. See, I had no idea. And he starts out talking about his stand up comedy where he would just get on stage. And he would bash beer cans into his head to open them. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not comedy. That's just a jackass roadshow is all it is. Anyway, it was kind of miserable to hear Steve-O talking about it and listen to Joe Rogan, listen to him and like not want to, not want to discredit him because he's a guest on the show and like not disrespect him. But then also like, I'm a stand-up comic and I hate the, what you're doing to stand-up comedy because it doesn't sound like comedy. But anyway, I say all that to say every time there's a guest on the show, like at the end of the show, Joe always asks them like what they're doing and what they're promoting and all that kind of stuff. Because apparently you only go on shows if you're promoting shit. And he pulls out this bag of stuff that he's selling. And the first thing out of, what do you think the first thing out of his bag was? I mean, normal person would be like a t-shirt. Um, not Steve-O. Um, a butt chug close butt wipes okay the first thing out of his bag was the steve-o wipes for your butthole that's what okay called. i'm not mad about it what the greatest part about it was joe rogan like as true to himself as possible he's like i'll fuck all those and steve was like whoa you don't like you don't like wiping with a wipe and he's like no there's nothing better other than a bidet a bidet is the way to go but he said you talk to any plumber those fucking wipes clog up your toilet and they fuck all the shit up. And Steve-O was like, oh, shit. And, yeah. like, immediately in that moment, Steve-O was, like, rethinking his whole plan to try to hawk these things on the fucking Joe Rogan podcast. Well, it was <clears throat> hilarious to hear how uncomfortable he was about that. Got to do your homework. Well, I mean, that, yeah, that's my thing. That proves right there that, A, he didn't do his homework, and, B, sometimes celebrities just sell this shit just because they get, a, you know, a pretty penny for it. Absolutely. It's fucking ridiculous. So, uh, you know, I said all that to say this, any company that wants, you know, us as celebrities to, you know, shill out their bullshit, I won't even ask any questions. Just pay me some money. I'll say whatever you want me to say. (laughs) (laughs) Sluts for money. Well, you know, whatever pays the bills. Well, speaking of sluts, we got some shit to talk about. If you're ready, I'm ready. I'm always ready. I think it's some sportsy time. Samantha's ready. Oh, Samantha's our new uh, intern. Yeah, I started looking around. I was like, I was wondering why I didn't have any coffee. She must be working yeah. with you. Yeah. I told you. I get her every other Friday. Yeah, true. All right. Well, Thanksgiving's over, but we still got a lot to eat. Let's get it. Woo! What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Two Want to Be Athletes Talk Sports. I'm Ed. I'm Zach. And this is another train wreck episode that I hope you love or hate or just share to your grandmother on her deathbed. Um, as always, this episode is brought to you by rrsportsbetting.com. Text number 702-608-1857. Use the code WANNABE, W-A-N-N-A-B-E, and get a free $100 in gameplay. Folks, what I mean by that is they are giving you free money. No deposit needed. All you do is text them, use our code, you get $100, you can get into the action right then and there with their money. And the best part is, if you win, 
they pay you. It's not kind of like a balance out to zero kind of thing. Like they pay you money, all your winnings. We tell you this all the time. We have people that have used the code. They text us, tweet us, DM us, whatever, see us on the streets. They're like, yo, I use your code. I'm up 3K since I've joined, blah, blah, blah. Folks, if you know sports, if you know what to bet, if you know how to bet, get on there. Please do so. You won't regret it. You don't have to. For those of you all in Texas, you don't have to drive over the state lines to the other states. In Texas, you can do it. It's all legal. You're good. You're fine. Trust me. They've been in business for a very long time, and they've been in business for a reason, right? So check them out. Every Sunday, we got Zach's challenge of the NFL challenge. Zero. And I say zero people have stepped up to challenge Zach and his picks. He's had a little roller coaster of a, a season, but it's okay. You've been doing pretty good these past few weeks, right? No? No. So last week, I literally was giving money away. I went O for five, which is a new low for me, but I'm giving away the money to the guys, to the gals, to the viewers, to the subscribers. Anybody who gets on there and posts their five picks versus my five picks, these last couple of weeks, you're fucking guaranteed money. If Just you post get more correct than Zach of five games on Sunday, 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 like he went over five this past weekend. If you would have just won one game, you would have won another extra hundred dollars in gameplay. That's free money, and you would have won your bet too. So I'm I don't see where the downfall is on this. If you have any questions, please me- please message us or find them on Facebook. You can find their link on our Facebook page and our Instagram page. You can talk to them; they will respond immediately. Great people, great services, great great website. The whole nine yards. RRSportsBetting.com. Go check it out. With that, you know me. I'm into college basketball. We, we, we're a couple weeks in. We're rolling deep. Um, I got some games today, and depending on when this is going to get up, you're either going to catch on or catch out. I don't know. Uh, but real quick, I got Appalachia State. Early on, I saw it at six and a half. I took Boston University at minus five. Uh, who else? Charleston Southern, ten and a half. A lot of y'all probably never heard of these schools, but you know what? I've done my homework. And uh, Illinois versus Maryland was a tough one, but I'm going to go with Illinois at plus one and a half. So ride or fade. I will start trying to make my post again on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter on that. And let me know what you think. Yeah, good luck. Uh, Ed's pretty good. He makes a whole bunch of spreadsheets. Takes it pretty seriously. Dives pretty hard into college basketball. Um there's a couple guys that I follow. College basketball is where they make the most money. A lot of people are like, oh, football. You can make money, all kinds of money on football. There are a hell of a lot more eyes on every football game. Even, even if you go all the way down to Appalachian State playing football, people are watching those games. People know how to handicap those teams. These college basketball games, I think Vegas just throws shit at the wall and sees, to see what sticks. If you go far enough down into the, some of these uh, conferences, these guys don't have an edge because they're just spread too thin and most of the money is made on these bigger games. So they let these small, you know, smaller schools fall by the wayside. It's a freaking gold mine. It really, it really is. And what's crazy is like the early on stages of college basketball, like you get just like in college football, you get your no name teams playing your top 25 and stuff like that. Right. Um, But 
I, I normally stay away from the larger spreads. You know, you're plus 19 and a half, plus 30s and stuff like that. But every now and then, if you look at the stats correctly, some of those pay out pretty well. And also at the same time, you know, I know you're one to uh, go with sharp bets, right? So yeah. if there's somebody that you follow and you start seeing that money drift a lot in the favorite, but then some of these sharp bets are going for the underdogs, uh, there might be something to look for, right? I agree. Um, it's fun. I have fun with it. So far this season in college basketball, I don't have my numbers in front of me, but I know I'm in the green, and hopefully we can continue to ride it out that way. So moving on, big news coming into the NFL for this coming Sunday. Our favorite that we can't stop talking about for some unknown reason. Russell Wilson? Sen- oh, no. no. <laughs> Uh, Senor Deshaun Watson, Mr. Touchy Philly, uh, is coming back to the NFL for his first game in damn near almost two years and going against his former team, the Houston Texans. Um, they are playing in Houston, and supposedly ticket sales for this game have gone through the roof. That's what I read. I read some people were selling their tickets uh, for, I think, normal face value is like $125. They were selling them for around seven or $800. So... My question to you, sir, is no. Oh, okay, so you don't want to give Deshaun Watson a massage, uh, Samantha? Cancel it. Not. Yeah, I don't want to do that. But also, uh, no, I I don't want to pay money to go watch him play. No, so Houston is a very weird sports town. To when somebody leaves, the moment they come back, a tribute video is made for them. Like when James Harden left, he got a tribute video coming back to Houston when he was with Brooklyn. Um, uh, what's his name that left and went to the Twins? I'm drawing a blank right now. Correa, when he left and came back, he got a tribute video. I don't know if George Springer got one, but that's a very weird thing to me. And I guess since I don't live in other major cities and pay attention to their sports teams, I don't know if that's a very common thing. But I'd be very curious to see – if the Houston Texans and Cal McNair make a tribute video to Deshaun Watson. To me, I think that would be a huge slap in the face to the victims of Deshaun Watson, if we're calling them that. I think it's a big disrespect to the city of Houston if they do that. Um, do I, Have I seen anything saying that that's going to happen? No. But at the end of the day, it really wouldn't surprise me if that's something they do. They to show like they're mending the bridge or however you want to phrase it. Like it'd be a very weird thing to me. Um, the moment he comes on the field, cheers or boos or mix. Oh, you've got to boo him. Like as soon as he's announced, I hope that the Cleveland Browns announce their offense, like player by player. And I hope they boo him at player introduction. They have to. I don't think they'll do player introductions uh, for the visiting team, but like, the reason why a majority of these tickets are being sold, I think that there's going to possibly be a riot. And I'm not trying to incite anything. I'm not saying any of that. It's just very odd that the Houston Texans, who are the dumpster of the NFL right now, all of a sudden have a spike in ticket sales, right? Well, right. Yeah, this team is horrible. There's clearly nothing they're playing for other than, like, you know, a number one pick. I don't fully understand – why all of a sudden tickets for a team that has what, three wins, two wins, uh, four win. wins. Well, either way, I don't understand how a team that's horrible 
is the Texans all only have one win. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, they're one one eleven and one. Is yeah. that right? Or one ten and one? Something like that. Something like that. And there's no reason for there to be a spike in sales all of a sudden. One nine and one. Maybe they're wanting to try to throw stuff at the guy when he comes on the field. Uh, I guarantee you security is going to be bumped up through the max. I guarantee you. I'm going to call it right now. I don't know if RR has it posted or not, but at least one person runs on the field. I'm going to go. I'm going to take the over um, on that. But the question is, do they run on the field in a towel? Like to say like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm Deshaun Watson. That's. And I'm glad you brought that up. That's another question. How many people are going to have signs, jerseys, some type of fan gear that relates to Sean Watson with the massages? Uh, or do you think they catch that at the gate and say, you can't bring that in? Oh, well, so most people are going to hide signs that are right. going to be inappropriate. Or they're going to bring in stuff to make signs yep. while they're there. But I'm going to say, how many people does the stadium hold? 80,000? Something like that. Let's just say it's sold out. There's 80,000 people in there trying to watch uh, Mr. Booty Touch play. Um, I'm going to say every section in the stadium has at least one sign. Every section of the stadium. And there's, you know, there's going to be a bunch where there's guys like on the field level, like right behind the Cleveland Browns bench talking shit. You know that's going to happen. Yes. Uh, 71,795. Okay, so then I'm going to predict 5,000 signs. It's going to be a wild game. And NFL, like I I believe we mentioned this before, NFL did this on purpose because it's going to boost the ratings. Like I guarantee you this is going to be one of the highest viewed games this season with the exception of maybe the bills and chiefs game right well, this is going to be probably the most watched texans game nationwide i mean i don't think that there's ever I, there's i don't think there's ever been a game that's going to be more watched than this one. now there are probably games that were more important that's for sure right um i don't think this game has any like nobody's going to give a shit about the game unless deshaun watson throws like five interceptions See, I think the the noise level in there is going to be it's going to be like being in Seattle, right? I think the boos are going to be so loud he may not be able to concentrate. I mean, if you're a Texans fan, aren't you aren't you hoping that you have some effect on the game and this, you know, that you get your second win? Like it's worth it to get your second win to beat him to make sure like even if it costs you you know, the first round draft pick, right? Right. Well, I'll, I'll tell you right now, I'm sporting my Texans polo today. Um, I don't want the Texans to win. I'm embracing the suck. I don't care if they beat him. It has no, it serves nothing. It does nothing. It's about as pointless as A&M beating LSU this past week and the fans rushing the field as if they won the national championship. Yeah, and I didn't like, understand like, that shit. I thought before the season started, people were telling us guaranteed 10 wins. Yeah, guaranteed uh, playoff shot, guaranteed possible possible national title shot. I I don't I don't know where they saw that. That's insane to me. But to me, this game serves it. It, it will solve nothing. I mean, we don't get the the wasted time that or the Texans don't get the wasted time that they had with Deshaun Watson. Watson. Um, they it doesn't solve anything. 
So I I'm gonna watch the game just because I want to. I'm I'm watching it more to see a train wreck rather than in hopes of the Texans winning the game. I can care less if the game ends up 3-0 as a finish. I don't care. I'm not betting on the game. I'm just watching it to see the chaos that unfolds in front of everybody. Okay, that's fair. So the the slap in the face, though, and I get what they're doing, but I don't agree with it. The opposing attorney for Deshaun Watson is bringing uh, victims of Deshaun Watson into a suite to this game. To me, that's rumored. I haven't verified this. Wow. Uh, to me, you're feeding into the NFL who didn't punish Deshaun Watson more, and you're paying them to come see the guy who did this to you. What like is this supposed to be a mental aspect to mess with Deshaun Watson? I get that it's supposed to be, but at the end of the day, you're you're not helping the situation because you're pretty much feeding into the enemy on it. Well, and I was thinking, do you think that the the network that's going to cover the game? You think they're even going to mention that? Um, if they're actually there, who I don't think. Like, if I'm the producer of that game, there is no way in hell it, that I call it, any attention to that. I'm going to tell you right now with how low companies are nowadays for viewership-wise, they will do it, and then word of mouth, it'll come out real quick, and people will be switching over to there real quick to see it. Yeah, I mean, in, in the world that we live in today where they're driven just by ratings and clickbait and all that kind of shit, you're probably right. We probably will have to talk about that you know, three or four times during the fucking game. I feel bad. I, 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 this is gross to me. It makes me feel like I have to take a shower. This dude's disgusting. I wish they would have thrown him out of the league, but he is a quarterback who plays well. So you know that he wasn't ever going to go away. So I just, I don't care to watch that game. I don't care what happens. I don't care. I don't care at all. No. What I do care about is that today's Friday. Tis. Tomorrow's Saturday. Tis. If you follow us on TikTok, which quite a few of you do, there's special Saturday events that happen at our favorite poker place. Yes. Offsuit Poker. Um, you've heard us talk about it before. We've had Greg on the podcast. Bunch of good guys. They're, We've done a couple uh, live shows out there. Yeah, we did, we did the draft stream out there when we went live for uh, NFL draft in April. Um, it's a good place. I recommend it. It's like a home game. Um, four tables, but quality gameplay, quality drinks, quality food. Um, they run, I think Friday night, they run 136 PLO, and then tomorrow they have the special event that i'm not allowed to talk about but i recommend checking it out tonight and tomorrow night and sunday night i mean or any night any night really you go out there they got tvs on the wall they're watching every sporting event you can think of Uh, i'm sure they'll have the world cup game on if y'all degenerates are playing poker at nine o'clock in the morning tomorrow i mean try it out see what happens uh, they're at 140 South Heights in Houston, Texas. It's Offsuit Cigar Poker Lounge. Um, tell them your boys sent you. Yeah, tell them, tell them the wannabes. Tell them the twats. Tell them the twats sent you. Um, sa- Saturday night, there's going to be uh, a good show. 
special events with yeah show and, and a poll and uh yeah yeah you want to be there you 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 mentioned something in there and it's kind of rubbed me the wrong way a little bit and you mentioned the world cup yeah um as a sports fanatic i can't really get behind soccer i'm not downing the sport okay okay those of you who love it I, hey, I'm with you. I know some diehard soccer fans. I know a cat who wakes up at 2 o'clock in the morning during one of the seasons of the leagues or whatever, and he's, like, watching the game, and he has to be at work at 6 a.m. I'm like, dude, you're nuts. He's like, oh, man, I had to see this game. Oh, do they go to the playoffs or win the championship? No, I just need to see if they win. Oh, okay. Like, I I feel like I'm a, a pretty good fan for football and baseball and basketball. But, like, I'm not waking up at 2.30 in the morning to catch a game if they happen to have one overseas or whatever, right? That's not me. Right. I say all that to say there are so many people that I've come across with the past few World Cups that have come up that are, like, all of a sudden, like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, World Cup, man. I'm all about it. Oh, yeah, who's your favorite player? USA. USA. Right, so that's me. I'm that guy. So – I I always watch the World Cup, but I watch multiple games. I don't care like who's playing. I'm interested in the games because I think this is the most pure, um, like raw game. Right? They're not doing it for money, really. They're not doing it for notoriety, really. They're doing it for their home country. Okay. To me, this is like the closest you can get to the Olympics. This is why I love watching the Olympics because ask me any of the gymnasts on the team? I don't know. Ask me who leads the bobsled team. I don't know. But am I going to watch it? You're goddamn right I'm going to watch it. I love all of it, right? Gymnastics, men and women, volleyball, men and women, diving, men and women. I see what you're doing there. I like all of it. Like Curling is one of my favorite events. It's so freaking awesome. I love all that stuff. And I put the World Cup right there on that level i i I guess from a country aspect if you love your country or you just want a a reason to root like you you and you get yourself involved in it right i I, I can understand it to to that aspect but like you even said the olympics like so many people i know they're like oh yeah the fucking olympics are here i'm like okay like who's swimming i don't know but usa's in it and they're they're looking to win. If we get the most gold medals, blah blah blah. I'm like, uh, okay. I'm like, well, do you watch swimming outside of the Olympics? Oh God, no, no. Mm-mm. Right, and that's my thing. Like, I don't watch. I've never watched a swimming event. I don't watch like collegiate swimming. I don't watch world trials. I don't watch any of that. But when it's the Olympics, I watch every bit of it. I the, watch the, as much Olymp- much Olympic, uh, like programming as i can the only time i will turn on the olympics is if like when phelps was winning all those medals like that's sports history i'm curious in watching this to see if it happens am i rooting for the person who's possibly going to make sports history absolutely now at the same time oh ed well you can watch anything in the olympics and any record can be broken at any moment you're right but Whenever you get five gold medals in one go round, like that's pretty impressive for one individual. Um, outside of that, I don't like set aside time to watch the Olympics. It's, to me, I mean, 
I, I don't care. If I cared, I would follow it throughout the entire season of individuals who are going to the Olympics and stuff like that. But to me, like the, these are sports that are only glorified once every four years. And I, I agree. With, well, for soccer in the United States, it's that way every four years. That's when right. people start actually paying attention. Um, I don't know. I don't know why soccer, football has not caught on more in the United States. I don't know why. The pushing. What well, I mean, it's it's more popular now than it was ten years ago, probably. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't fully understand. Uh, why it hasn't caught on? Why it can be so popular worldwide, but it's not popular here? I don't, I don't get it. Right? You know, I know porn is popular worldwide. It's popular in the United States. Everything else, not so much. So I don't, I don't fully understand alcohol. Alcohol is popular everywhere except for Qatar, apparently. Yeah. But um, I mean, it's just it's it's odd to me. But I am the casual where I don't know a single player on the United States men's team at all i just know that the united states is still in it and mexico is eliminated yeah so there's that uh germany got eliminated too um i don't know of anybody else because i don't care that much but yeah i couldn't name you like there's a player like the united states our last game they scored one goal the guy that scored the goal got hurt yeah i don't know his name got kicked in the nuts no i think he had like a serious injury but he's gonna play tomorrow but regardless, I don't know his name. Not only did he score the only goal in the entire game, he also got hurt, and there's been several several reports about his injury. I still couldn't tell you his name. Yeah. So so let me ask you this. USA gets knocked out. You, do you still watch? I do, yeah. Okay. I, see, I, I can respect that, right? But I watch like, – uh, like I'll watch Spain, even though I think Spain got eliminated, but I'll watch England – I'll watch uh I watched Wales play the other day. Like why? I don't know, but I just enjoy it. Okay. I just like I'm telling you, like this this class of soccer is way different than you know, like Manchester United or whatever. Those guys like Manchester United obviously is like the greatest team uh, like ever because they're like the Yankees and just fucking buy everybody. I get it. But that's different. Like they're playing for money. Here they're playing for nothing more than pride for their country and i love it yeah. uh let's see south korea beat portugal two to one uruguay beat ghana uruguay uruguay yeah i don't think that's how you pronounce it <laughs> serbia is losing to switzerland three two and cameroon one oh against brazil currently well and so that's another thing like do you know where cameroon is yeah oh i i don't i literally don't where is it? On Earth. Wow. I'm that, not wrong. No, no, technically you're not. That's correct, I guess. Yeah. Wow. That's what I do. Okay. Samantha, get my robe. What do you need a robe for? It's my winning robe. What did you win? Uh, knowing where Cameroon is and that you're a gay. You still said it wrong. Mm, did I? I mean, I'm not going to complain. I'm not from there. <laughs> all all 17 of our listeners from uh, Uruguay are just like an uproar right now. Everybody's mad. Um, 
So your boy LeBron James made some news. Did you How? see that? No. Uh, post-game interview, reporters, I'm assuming, were asking him the typical questions, and he questioned the reporters, how come they're not asking him about the most recent leaked, if you will, or released picture of Jerry Jones from, like, 1950 or something? Do you see this? No. So there's a photo of Jerry Jones when he was a young, young boy, uh, probably 12 to 15, I don't know the age limit, but it's during segregation, and he is in the back of a crowd of white gentlemen standing in front of a line of black people, right? Okay. And so LeBron James was trying to fish on, like, why aren't y'all asking me about this? Y'all will ask me about what Kyrie Irving said whenever he said what he said, but how come y'all aren't asking me about this? I'm not here to debate the picture. Okay. I'm here asking, why should reporters ask LeBron James about that? Or any anybody of of this, like, why? Like, why does this question need to be asked? He is somebody, everybody in the world, whether you're a nobody or somebody, you have access to Facebook, Twitter, some type of social media to where if you want your opinion heard on it, you go and you do it, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a little different because he is a quote-unquote celebrity, uh, sports figure, ball player type person. So um, he's always in the spotlight. But LeBron James always inserts himself into every like political debate, every controversy that's going on. And nowadays, it just, yeah, it just seems like everyone cares what all these people think and like there's also the 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 other side of it that if you say i don't care what this guy thinks he just needs to shut up and play basketball like that's a negative thing too right so right i'm not on that like i don't care i've already told you before like when we had the whole uh you know the nfl and the black lives matter and people kneeling during the national anthem and all that kind of stuff right i don't care you do whatever you want to do you protest however you want to um, everything short of sacrificing a baby at halftime for the NFL kickoff, I'm still going to watch. I know a lot of people because of the protest and all they that. Ties with anthem, you know, they're, they're not going to watch the NFL anymore. Well, okay, cool. Like go on, do your thing. That is totally your right, but I don't care. I'm still going to watch. I'm still going to watch every sport. I can't watch basketball because I just, I just fucking can't watch basketball, but some people want to know what Cameron Diaz thinks about the new flavor of, of gum, right? Some people want to know what Kim Kardashian thinks that the new Lazy Boy feels like. Some people want to know uh, if Kanye West likes Pepsi. Like, I'm not one of those people. But, like we talked about before with the Deshaun Watson thing, people on TV and radio and all that, they get sensationalized by asking all these questions. So they're just trying to tap in to see, well, if I ask LeBron James this question, am I going to get more likes? Am I going to get more looks? Right. Get more clicks? And that's all it is. No, but I don't understand why LeBron James would ask that question when he has probably one of the biggest stages out of everybody in the world. Like, do you have to do it right after that game and talk about it just because it's fresh? Do you need like why can't you go to your social media, cut a, a reel on Instagram or go on TikTok or post a video or something like why did you have to demand 
the media ask you that question. Like, that's a weird thing to me. Well, it's because he has a platform. And if you continuously stick a microphone in his face, he's going to use it to his advantage. And for and whatever not, reason, he thinks that that is to his advantage. But it's the, 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 the wording of it. Like, why wouldn't y'all ask me about that? Like, these are guys at an NBA game talking to an NBA player. Now, granted, has he been asked with the problems that have been going on in the U.S. or the world before? Yes. But, like – Maybe he felt left out. But he that's the point. Like, I don't understand how you feel left out just because somebody didn't put a mic in your face and ask you, but yet you can go to all your social medias and or on camera at any given time and express your beliefs or your opinion on something. Why did it have to be that moment? Like, it, it just, it's weird, right? I mean, it is weird, but, you know, he's a guy that has a big ego. He's a guy that wants the attention on him. He's the guy that wants to insert himself into every situation. And, you know, the media has given him that. The media has given him well, that. I guess they dropped the ball on this one, and a lot of people are about to get fired. Well, And that's very possible. I mean, look, LeBron James bitched about uh, how the NBA was running their playoff system, and then they came up with this whole tournament play-in oh thing. My and God, then he bitched so about stupid. that, too. So, I mean, you know, he's got a lot of pool. So, he's – Probably one of the greatest uh, – he is one of the greatest basketball players that we have ever seen. I'm not doubting that. And so I, I, I he's got a nothing away from his skills. I'm just saying that he's got a platform because of the, you know, the work that he's put in in basketball, and so he wants to exploit it. But th- there's a different – my opinion, I think there's a different, different avenue he could have gone with that. Again, I'm a nobody, right? I'm on number three podcast in the world right now, but I'm a nobody. Right. right. I mean, I'm with you, buddy. Like, we're in the same boat. I I just feel like he likes having all the attention. Oh. Well, you did segue us into the next thing, the NBA midseason tournament that is possibly going to be in effect next year. Um, as you've just stated that you don't watch NBA basketball. What you do know of the sport, do you think that is a smart move? Like, Player-wise, fan-wise, business-wise? I don't think it's a smart move because I think the NBA uh, has effectively turned themselves into college basketball. Um, When do you watch – I mean, well, I shouldn't ask you because you're betting on college basketball. but I watch it every night. When does the majority of the American public get involved in college basketball? Uh, March Madness. Right. And so the NBA is effectively nullifying their regular season. I think if you cut it the way they're talking about and then have a play-in tournament for the mm-hmm. like half the season, why even have a season? True. You know, like what's the point? Just have the teams start in the tournament. There's what there's 30 teams. Yep. Have them all start in the tournament. Um Every year, um, the final 10 are ranked in the same order. And then, you know, you, you do the opposite of the draft to whoever finishes last. And fuck it. You don't even need a lottery anymore, right? You just already know, hey, this team is terrible. They lost their first play or their first game in the playoff. They're going to get the first round pick. Regular season doesn't matter. Yeah. I, I don't. Uh, well, so is the is the tournament going to determine just who's in the playoffs? 
So I, that's something that's still up in the air right now. They're talking about possibly home court advantage. Um, I don't know, freaking move up in the, the draft. Um, they, I don't think any money has been given up. But to me, I don't like it because of the fact, like, is this going to replace the All-Star game? Um, which I could care less about the All-Star game. Um, you're, you're now having your starters who you would normally sit and possibly risk injury now because now they're battling for a midseason tournament to where if an injury comes up, they're out for the rest of the season and it affects them later on. Um, and is it going to be by conference if they win, they get home court advantage? What if the Lakers win it and they don't even make it to the playoffs? Was it a waste of uh, a tournament and nothing came out of it? So I don't know. There, there's a lot of questions with it uh, that need to be answered. And I don't know. I'm, I'm going to be eager to see like what it. happens, but I don't agree with it. Yeah, I don't like it. I think you have to have a regular season. I do agree with cutting some of the games from the regular season. I don't think in basketball you need to model it a little bit after baseball where, you know, baseball you play a bunch of series and, you know, typically the best team in that series ends up on top. I don't think right. you have to do that in basketball. I think there's 30 teams. If you play, uh, you know, every team twice and you play every team in your conference three times, that's probably enough, right? So I don't know how many games that is, but, I mean – 75 games is probably okay or 70 games. I think 50 might be not enough because you only play everybody once. It would suck to, you know, play only like the, the Warriors only play uh, the the Bucks once. Like that would be terrible, right. right? But, I mean, it's not like the NFL where the NFL, if you finish first in your division, next year you're playing everybody that finished first in your division. Right, and then you're going to rotate. You're going to play one random division in between. You know they they don't do that in the NBA. Um, they kind of don't really do that in Major League Baseball. They are altering the schedule for Major League Baseball a little bit, so that way you're not beating up on the bad teams in your division as much. But uh, I mean, I think they're going a step in the right direction, but I think they always go one step too far. Yeah, and like you said, what you mentioned off air. The NBA is the fastest growing sport in the United States. Mm-hmm. I think obviously they're doing something right, but this might be just one a bridge too far. Well, it just seems like every year that they're they're reaching to try something new to see if it grabs onto the fans, right? Like there must be a problem from the analytics side, whoever's gathering the data, ratings, ticket sales, whatever it may be, to where they feel the need to do this every season. Something new has to come up. And I mean, I don't know if it's for the players or whatever, but like who asked for this? Like all the a majority of matter of fact, all these guys with the exception of LeBron and maybe one other person got in uh, after the college rule came out. But all these guys played college ball. They went through all that season stuff with the multiple uh, tournaments and whatnot and this and that. They're professionals now. Is that something that's needed? No. No. Like this. I. I hope this is a one-and-done kind of deal. They see that it was pointless, did nothing for the game. Go back to the drawing board if you feel like you need to keep changing. Just like how they created the uh, the in-play tournament a couple years back. Like, players hate that shit, too. Yep. I don't understand it. So I'm with you. I, I think it's a bridge too far, but we'll see how it plays out. I mean, they're going to do it anyway. So well, Moving from one sport, 
doing one thing and then another league adopting what they do. Rumor is NFL is talking about having an NFL lottery draft. No. No? This is their way of preventing teams from tanking. No. Yeah. See, I, I, I don't like it because the trade of draft picks holds so much value to where if the Houston Texans decide to trade the number one pick, but next year you're saying it's a lottery and that person who – or that team that got the number one pick could now get the number 10 pick? Yeah, like, yeah. No, no. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it. But I'm not a fan of it for a different reason. I'm shocked that you didn't go there. Um, I'm a fan – I'm not a fan of it because I don't like the idea that the NFL could be in charge of it and just take over – and like basically lie about how it goes down right in the nba there's a conspiracy theory every year that the number one pick went to the wrong team because um the nba got involved like when when the knicks were able to get patrick ewing right people thought the nba was skewing it because they wanted to ensure that the best team or the best player went to the best. Yeah. So if it goes to the best team every year or not best team, but like historic team, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be a conspiracy theory, which is why I'm shocked that you didn't go there. I thought for sure you would go off to the conspiracy theory process first. Um, I just don't like it in general. I just don't like the fact that that's an option. It's not needed. I mean, again, the number one reasoning why the draft is the way it is because the value of the draft pick, right? We have so many big trades and crappy trades that go through, whether it be first-round draft picks or late-round draft picks for a player, right? Mm -hmm. Teams see draft picks as a way to get an edge on something, right? Um, whether you're in a rebuild stage or you have some holes to fill and you, you think between, say, the third and the fifth round – if you get additional trade picks during those rounds, you'll be able to step up in this position or whatever, right? I, I don't know the analytics as far as most drafted positions in certain rounds and stuff like that, but you get what I'm saying, though, right? Like, yeah, I, I don't, the, I don't understand the thought process. And for the most part, outside of what fans are saying this year, as far as the NFL being rigged when it comes to betting, I haven't seen anything or nothing comes off the top of my head where I think like the NFL is in a position to where they need to start like force feeding stuff. Right. Um, well, then again, earlier this episode, I said that they strategically placed Deshaun Watson coming back against the Texans. So, I mean, that I think is something similar. I mean, the same thing with Russell Wilson got traded and then magically the Broncos were playing Seattle at home game one. Right. You know, right. now to be fair, the schedule did come out before that trade happened, but who's to say that they didn't plan Push that or know that that was already in the works and right. it's been finalized? I don't but know, man. That's why I'm shocked knowing you with your conspiracy theory of, hey, there was a natural disaster in this city and now they won a championship. I'm shocked that you didn't go down that conspiracy theory first. Because what what is the NFL gain off of it? Because right now, you're probably most watched teams are. Kansas City, Dallas. Um, Honestly, the Jets and the Giants are probably watched very highly this season. This season, but I mean, like, if you go through in, throughout, your number one most watched team is the Dallas Cowboys, right? Oh, yeah, hands down. But I think every other team, it changes. 
depending right. on who's good. Like from so, 2000 till Tom Brady left, you watch the Patriots. Right. So it's too fluid. All right. And you look at, let's take New England, for example. Bill Belichick's might be out after this season, right? So the whole legacy of him is just left where it's at, and now we start a new chapter. So is the lottery going to make it to where New England becomes relevant again? Uh, I mean, it could be, but why? Do we push them to the Steelers? The the whole era of uh, Pittsburgh Steelers is almost practically dead and gone. So do we go to there or do we go back to the Rams or do we go wherever Tom Brady's at or do we go ahead and keep pushing into Kansas City or do we go ahead and bring up a team like Denver and just start getting it to where even more people pay attention to them? Like there, it's too big of a thing to whereas in the NBA, the talent that's on a team is what makes the audience, right? And right. again, you can say that about football, I guess, but it's easier in the NBA because we've already seen it with the big teams being formed like the Lakers now or the previous Celtics and so forth. The list is on and on and on. Right. You don't have that in the NFL because you just don't, right? Well, I, I think we're in an era now where you don't have things like that. Um, I would say in Major League Baseball, you always had like the Yankees and Dodgers, right? But now there's been small market teams that have won championships. The Rays are always involved. Um, the Blue Jays are up and coming. I mean, granted, you know, we're a little bit younger, but the Blue Jays had runs in the 80s and 90s. Um, even, you know, the Orioles were good back in the day. The Indians, the Guardians now, they were good back in the day. So I think now we live in a world where every every sport besides the NBA has parity. Um, I think any team in Major League Baseball can step up and win. Any team in the NFL can step up and win. But in the NBA, it's always been driven by stars. Wherever the stars want to go, that's the next team, right? Because the Miami Heat, they only won, what, one championship prior to LeBron James going there with Dwayne Wade. Yep. And, you know, now the Lakers are a storied franchise. The Boston Celtics are a storied franchise. Uh, the Bulls really only won when Jordan was there. The Pistons really only won when it was like Bill and Beer and Isaiah Thomas. So really your storied franchises oh, are just what Detroit New York, won. L.A., and Boston. I mean, so nobody really cares about those teams anymore. Detroit won again, but that was later on. But Well, yeah, and when they had the you know Ben Wallace and all those guys. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. But, but it's still one championship. It wasn't like a run. You know what I mean? It wasn't like the Boston Celtics where they won – what, like six out of nine or something like that? Or the Lakers where they won uh, like seven or six and then the Bulls won three and took two years off and then won three more. You know, nobody's really done that. But but the reason, the supposed reasoning for the draft is to prevent tanking from happening. Or the water. So we, we, we've had rumors of the Giants tanking in the past, the Lions, the Texans, numerous teams have been on the list of possible tanking, right? But has there ever been a team that was on a supposed tanking team that came back and were just like a juggernaut for the next year or multiple seasons well, after that? The Astros. Well, I'm, I'm talking football-wise. Okay. Um, I mean, no. I haven't thought of a team. It just seems like every time a team – tanks or they just have shitty years unless they're Detroit or Cleveland if they're able to draft a quarterback they're able to win but that's, that's just it. how like, it seems it how the scouting goes and how the picks go it doesn't matter if you're in a lottery or not you're more than likely going going to pick the wrong person 
I right. mean, in the first round, for sure. In the first right. round, I think it's it's less than 50-50 finding an actual player so, versus a bust. The lottery serves nothing. It, it does not stop. It, it doesn't make it to where a team starts becoming better just because they continue. The Cleveland Browns are a perfect example. How many times have they been in the top five of the first round? Same thing for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like, it's all about how you manage the team, how you coach the team, and make sure – what you're trying to implement to these players translates to the field. I agree. And, and I don't think that preventing someone from tanking does anything to to help or hinder another team. So t- tell me if I'm wrong on this. So let's just say, for instance, right now, just because I know them, the Texans are bottom of the barrel, right? Is them – with them – not winning any more games, even if they're trying. Is that any different than pulling starters in, say, like week 15 once you've already gotten the lead, the playoffs locked or anything like that? Like you're you're risking of, eh, it's okay if I lose or not. I'm already going to the playoffs, right? Yeah. To me, that's still a form of tanking. Does it affect your placement in the playoffs? Yes, but like – it's still a form of tanking. So are you going to start preventing that to where, oh, no, you have to play your your starters at least a half? Well, and then who's to say that you, you know, so you tell them they got to play a half. Well, okay, so they play a half, and at halftime they're tied 10 to 10, and then they lose the game anyway. Like, does that matter? No, but it's, it's all strategy. I think that teams are going to experiment with certain strategies to see if it helps them. And like you said, it doesn't matter. Like there are teams that have drafted in the top five for five, six years in a row yep. and never turned their team around. So just because you get a higher pick than some other team, that doesn't necessarily translate immediately to winning, right? You still got to have good scouts, good front office guys, you know, good people putting good people in good places so that you can benefit from those picks. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm not – Am I a person that would own a team and would intentionally tell them to tank? No. But do I understand and do I admit that there are teams that tank? Yes. Do I believe that all the teams that tank immediately turn it around and become household names? They don't. We've seen it. And I don't, like, to be totally honest, I don't think Detroit or Cleveland have been tanking. I think they're just terrible. And bad coaching, right? So and, and to be fair, Cleveland did turn it around a little bit. Baker Mayfield was a step in the right direction, I think. Um, I think they burned him. But defensively, Cleveland has been drafting well yep. for, for a number of years. Um, but I, I think it all in the NFL, it all matters about if you have a quarterback or if you don't. If you have a quarterback, you can build around him. And if you don't have one, you're searching for one. That's just kind of what it boils down to. So just looking all the way back to 2018, the Jacksonville Jaguars have been in the top 10 of first-round draft picks from 2019 to 2022. In 2018, they were at number 29. All right? So for the four past four years, they've been in there, right, in the top. Right. So, like, are we seeing a sign of them being any better right now? I mean, are they you, a you, better team than they were last year? Well, yeah, because Urban Myers isn't there. Okay, but I mean, are they a better team than they were two years ago? Yes. Mm, but I mean, now, are they a better team than Blake Bortles' AFC Championship Jaguars? 
So they're second to last in the AFC South. Last year, they were dead last in the AFC South. 2020, they were dead last in the AFC South. 2019, they were dead last in the AFC South. So, I mean. But are they better currently? I I guess because they're not in last. So. Right, but is are they better because they were tanking? Or are they better because just by default, they've been able to draft better players? Uh, I, I think it's not the drafting of players because I'm still not 100% behind Trevor Lawrence. Um, I think they've made some decent moves in the trade and free agency and waiver wire pickups, but I think coaching is the number one thing that that team needed. I agree with you 100%. And that's what's helping them. Now, does that say that they're going to continue to be better? You would hope so, right? Not necessarily, but, I mean, he is a uh, Super Bowl caliber quarterback. I mean, a coach. He's won a Super Bowl, so there's that. That's better than any other coach they had before. The best coach they've ever had was Coughlin. And he's not going to walk through that door anymore. So, Well, y'all let us know what y'all think about the NFL draft lottery. It should be there, if not, and why. Or any of the topics that we've talked about this episode. Please, yep. we want to hear from y'all like always. Yep. Oh. Let us know. Hit us up on the uh, Elon Musk Twitter machine. Yep. Hit us up on TikTok. Comment on our Facebook pages. Do whatever you want. Let us know how you feel. Reach out to us. If y'all see us out at Offsuit, hey, chew our ear for a little bit. Not literally. Unless, well, I'm kind of into that, so maybe. Chew our ear or bend, bend our ear and chew the fat, maybe. Well, whatever. They can chew and bend. I don't care. Oh. Well, the next time you're in a mutton-busting competition and you're about to fall off, uh, tell that little some bitch that you're about to get booted off of about two wannabe athletes. When you fucked up and said, Mutton. I thought you were trying to say nut busting. No. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. Mutton busting. Oh my God. Yeah, you know, the next time that you're <clears throat> hanging out with your buddies drinking beer and trying to rank your favorite Adam Sandler movies, <laughs> tell them about 200 of the Athletes Talk Sports. Let them know that we may or may not rank those movies one day. We may have to. We might. Look, I mean, be on the lookout. Hands down, the winner. But you know, guys, as always, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to check out our sponsors. Great guys. Uh, they help out with the show as well as you do. Uh, we do this for y'all. We do it for us. We have a blast with it. So yep. you know, continue to comment and let us know what you think, whether you love or hate us. Um, we're here. We're having fun, and uh, we're going to continue to do it. So um, this has been another episode of Two Want to Be Athletes Talk Sports. I'm Ed. I'm Zach. And we'll see you next time, assholes. Always the